Welcome to With Liz. We dredge the internet for posts you'd share with your friends. I'm your host, Katie Bauer. We're here this week with Liz. Hey there, I'm the Liz you're all here with. My pronouns are she, they. I'm a former hairstylist, so you know I have opinions for days, and a creative writing dropout making the most of life at home with a toddler. This past week was an even bigger shit show than the one before. I went on a road trip with my mom and daughter to see my family in Wisconsin. Chris was supposed to join us halfway through, but he got sick. So I had the joy of single parenting on hard mode in an unfamiliar setting. You survived. I did. I survived and I'm thriving. I gave you a real hard pip talk after one night. (laughs) (laughs) You did. I got to see my cousin cousin Spencer, which was awesome to talk to him. That was nice. And I got to talk to my grandma Dones that day. But the whole day was just like struggle bus with Matilda. She refused to take a nap. And then (laughs) I remembered just in time for us to go home that we were just about out of diapers. And she does wear a size that is not usually carried in stores because she is a giantess and uh, size seven. Usually we have to special order them from Amazon, both because she's the size of a four-year-old and constantly chugs water. She's the most well-hydrated baby there is. <laughs> usually she's a sweet angel baby at bedtime. Usually we she sits in your lap. You talk to her. You have a nice couple songs. Maybe you tickle a little bit. Maybe you don't. But then she usually is just like, okay. She will literally say, I go to crib now. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Perfect, good, yep. <laughs> good night, sweet angel. But this night was like fighting a catfish, Ooh. wrestling a catfish uh, for a full two hours. And in the process, she did wet herself and her sleeping bag. I had made a special sleeping bag that was uh, what I'm calling either the toddler hobbler or the shackle sack. Oh, shackle sack, 100%. Yeah. So what I did is took a piece of uh, fabric and sewed that between the ankles of a footy sleep sack so that she can't throw her leg over the side of the pack and play that she was sleeping in. And that was the only one I had brought on the trip. And and she was in the bedroom at the top of the stairs. And I was like a nervous fucking wreck that she was just going to throw herself down those stairs. Anyway... She wet through the one sleep sack that I felt confident putting her to bed in and then just screamed and screamed and screamed for like two hours. And then I had to go out and buy diapers after that. So I dragged my ass out to Target at like 930 at night trying to find diapers that would fit my giant baby and some sort of baby proof mechanism that I could put on the Airbnb door and not ruin everything. And then the moment I stepped outside of the store, the heavens broke open and a downpour came down. (laughs) I texted my mom and I said, I I think I'm just going to be a a, a weekends and holidays, mom. I'm not coming home tonight. (laughs) I'm going to live off the grid for a while. Just really... Feel what it's like to not do this anymore. <laughs> I cannot do this anymore. Congratulations, universe, you broke me. <laughs> you know what? It is always okay to lie down and just <sighs> flail until you fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. But it was really great to see my grandma. Um <laughs> 
love my family. <laughs> Wait, can we get one more take of you where you sound like you're not about to cry and don't mean it when you say I love my family? <laughs> I love my family. Oh, <laughs> uh, just vacationing <laughs> and that air quotes around that with a toddler mm. is It's not a vacation. It's not it's not a vacation. <laughs> It's every other day, just in a different location with less of the stuff that you think you need and more yeah. distractions. God, <laughs> fucking rough. But I, I did. Right. You're home now. Yeah, You're I'm home, home now. Where you have all the seven diapers you can All use. the seven diapers I need. I would like to also say shout out to my cousin, Sophie. We had a nice, a really touching uh, reconnection and, and we've been texting and she's planning a visit and she's a, she's a listener and friend of the pod. So... <gasps> Oh, hey, Sophie. What's, What's up, up, Sophie? <laughs> Come join our Discord. Just text Liz. I'll get you a link. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. I did hit up every rest stop with stickers. And um, so we might have some new like trucker listeners. I don't know. <laughs> I did. I, I, got, I got a tag the Mars Cheese Castle in Kenosha, too. <laughs> Wow, we are really moving up in the world. I tried to do it at the Botanical Gardens in Green Bay, but I got nervous that there were cameras in places that I couldn't see, like hidden in the no bushes. No person was going to peep out behind a palm and be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. What are you mm-hmm. doing? Yeah. Oh, got cold feet. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I bring you from the internet is something I found myself because I'm a big girl and I found one thing this week on my own. Everyone else hand-delivered the other things. This is both a title of a book and the review of a book. It is from Instagram at failblogmemes. The title of the book is Ducks, (laughs) and How to Make Them Pay. (laughs) Liz, I'm going to stop here for a moment. What do you think this book is about? Someone who has a beef with ducks. <laughs> That's what I want it to be about. I want it to be a uh, creative nonfiction memoir sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Just like about all the times that ducks have wronged the author and mm-hmm. ways in which they have received their retribution. Okay. But I have a feeling it's not that. Yeah, I'm really sorry. So I did send you a picture of the page that's included so that the size with which ducks front <laughs> so much larger the and is super teeny tiny and then there's and how to make them pay so <laughs> <laughs> so the review says let me tell you i was bitterly disappointed to learn that this book was in fact an instructional guide to profitable husbandry of ducks as a craft <laughs> There is not so one disappointing. Sl- <laughs> there is not one sliver of insight about holding ducks accountable for their crimes against humanity, earth, or god. I love it. Two things. How have ducks wronged god? Um the other two, I'm very clear on humanity and earth. I got that. God, though. Have they wronged God? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say that Scrooge McDuck is guilty of the <laughs> sin of gluttony. 
Mm-hmm. Well, then Donald and Daffy both hold wrath within their hearts. So for sure, <laughs> we've reached the end of all animated ducks I know about, other than the Huey, <laughs> Louie, and Dewey. But like, but, th- they're children. Is it like Harold the duck or Howard uh, the duck? Howard the duck. Elizabeth, have you watched the movie <laughs> Howard the Duck? I haven't. Liz, there is literally seen, a scene of a female of duck masturbating in a bathtub. Oh, no. Why does it exist? That sounds like a crime against God. Fair enough. All right. But I'm pretty sure we have George Lucas to blame for that one. I, oh, I'm transported to Howard the Duck. Was she using her wing? It's heavily implied. It's not like you see her go like. <laughs> so like she's in a, a bathtub of water and it just gets like frothy. Sure. Listen, I, I will find the scene for you. I mm. already have so much media I'm going to send to you today in this <laughs> recording. I'll find this too. I went <laughs> We're going to get banned the- from Instagram for sexual duck content. I went to the darkest regions of the internet <laughs> for this episode. We'll get to that. But now I got to add in Howard the Duck masturbating <laughs> bathtub scene. Great. I'm on some sort of watch list, I'm sure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now I'm just like reflecting and cringing on how many relatives of mine I told I had a podcast on my trip. <laughs> You fool. I know. I'm counting on most of them not being able to figure out how to listen. <laughs> I told my cousin, I was like, I, it just came out. It just came out of my mouth that I had a podcast because he was like, well, what have you been up to? And I was like, you know, just being at home with a toddler and working part time as a dog receptionist. I wanted something with a little pizzazz. Sorry. I would love to be a dog receptionist. <laughs> It's great. Not a dog groomer receptionist. That's fine. I only <laughs> want to be a receptionist for dogs. I was like, and I have a podcast. I started with my friend Katie and he perked up and he was like, really? I was like, <laughs> and then just like the gif of like the woman doing the mental math thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and I was like, Spencer, it's very explicit. And he was like, Liz, I've seen the internet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. And I was like, but Spencer, you're going to find things out about me that you didn't you prefer know, know and may prefer not to know. <laughs> and then he whipped out a pen and wrote down the title on his arm. <laughs> so, hi, Spencer. I'm sorry. <laughs> hi, Spencer. I'm not sorry. <laughs> but I'm also not related to you. So, I don't know what to hey you want to join our discord <laughs> Sophie already knew i was filthy so this is nothing new here howard the duck is a crime against god <laughs> and nature so hey liz yeah do you want my game yeah i do i've been waiting all day there is a setup so i recently rewatched the pride and prejudice from 1995 with colin firth mm-hmm this is after I watched The Pride and Prejudice from <laughs> 2005, something like that, with uh, Matthew McFadden, who uh-huh. is the best Darcy. Come for me. I don't, come for me. <laughs> He's, oh, I literally, there were times where I would pause the scene and then go watch the movie version of it and be like, so much better. God, <laughs> God, so much better. But I also made Cameron sit down and actually watch 
Pride and Prejudice the movie for the first time. Uh-huh. And he uh-huh. is now blown away that it is fantastic storytelling. It's using a visual medium to be able to tell all of the shorthand about desire and longing and blah, 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 blah. Now. Speaking of hands. <laughs> Should I keep them in view when I'm talking about Matthew McFadden? <laughs> Even when I'm watching him in succession, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like that. Can you call someone a chode? Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, so oh Cameron God. was like, I, how excited would you be if he got naked? And I was like, oh, I've already seen his butt. It's a very British butt. And he was like, what are you talking about? At one point in Frost Nixon, the movie, uh, Matthew McFadden strips down and just jumps into the ocean. And I've, <laughs> I looked at his butt and I went, yeah, that's, that's Britain in a butt. And Cameron yeah. then was like, who else has a British butt? And I was like, ah, there's one more example. Uh, Matt Smith in House of Dragon, he, the, the, the scene starts with just looking at him fucking mm-hmm. and it just like pulls out and then you realize it's Matt Smith. And I was like, oh no, I knew it was Matt Smith the entire time. That was a super British butt. Very small and pasty white. Yeah. Yeah. And then I tried to think of another British ass I knew. <laughs> this is where I got real deep into the internet. So, Liz, your fuck, Mary kill. Mm-hmm. Three different British butts. You may okay. consider the actors if you choose. Okay. First two that I'm sending you are McFadden. Next okay. one is Matt Smith. The third one is another British Matt, which we will discuss in just a moment. You have Matthew McFadden's British ass. You have Matt Smith's <laughs> British ass. And you have Matt Berry's British ass. Fuck, Mary kill. What? What program is Matt Berry receiving? Great expectations. And I cannot confirm whether that is his actual ass. I did not dig that deep. I haven't seen... Should I watch him in Great Expectations? I haven't watched it either. Once again, I was just looking for British asses and Cameron was like, why don't you just do Matt Berry? And I was like, I don't know if I've seen his ass ever. And then I had to find it. Does he show his ass in Toast of London? If he does, I blacked out for that scene. Aren't there several like totally gratuitous sex scenes? Yeah, but I don't know if you see his ass. <sighs> Anyways, Liz, don't don't change the subject. You got three oh. British asses to choose from. All named Matthew. <laughs> um oh god this is mm, um, i mean it i'm marrying matt berry <laughs> see that was what i knew was gonna be your answer even if i didn't get you an ass pick but i still came through yeah i mean it's not my preferred ass type um oh no 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 Liz. No, no, no. what's your preferred ass type an apple ass obviously oh, okay. okay i don't it's small and cute, though. Like, Good for you, Matt Berry. It's tiny, but I could work with it. <laughs> I do love the tan line on it as well. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's his actual ass, just because of the rest of the physique. He's got that nice soft dad bod I really, really like. Mm-hmm. I can see some love handle. Those sh- oh, my God. I just... Ugh. What is it about Matt Berry that is so fucking hot? It's because you know when he comes up from being spanked, he's going to talk to you like this. <laughs> Thank she you. me with a witchcraft. Thank you, Elizabeth. I've <laughs> never been so invigorated. <laughs> Sp- 
spank me thrice, mother. <laughs> That's what it is. To me, it's all the voice. Also, apparently, Matt Berry voices a character called Butt Witch, which was really making my internet Google search for Matt Berry's butt a lot harder. Just going to throw it out there. <laughs> so sorry you're marrying um i'm marrying matt barry he's such a huge part of chris and i's inside jokes we will have nights where we'll just (laughs) yell new york city back and forth at each other (laughs) chris can do the the new much much better than i can he does it pretty much uh, exactly like that. And of course, I wonder who's at the door. I wonder who's at the door. Father! <laughs> Speak, priest! <laughs> Sorry. Real deep, if you want to see IT oh crowd, God. it is season two. You can Matt Barry it up real hard. And Matt Barry has discussed how very sorry he is about the trance episode in IT Crowd 2, which makes me love him even more. I appreciate that. Clearly, I'm marrying him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to kill Dragon Ass. I don't like it. Matt Smith is out. (laughs) Matt Smith is out. Especially combined with that long white hair. It is giving Lucius Malfoy at a retirement home for nudists and i don't care for it <laughs> I, I, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, as i said to cameron when we were watching that episode that's britain's ass it looks like it has the um the royal jeans mm-hmm. going very strongly in it which is to say it looks inbred very sorry, Matt Smith. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Maybe, maybe you should do a glute day every once in a while. Ooh. As I sit here, a perfect <laughs> specimen of health. So that leaves me with Matthew McFadden. And I have to say, I would like to fuck that British ass because I really like the gate that he has going into the ocean there. I'm very pleased that you sent me two pictures it was very important of to him because <laughs> that moment in frost nixon i was like what i was watching this political drama and now what are you doing oh my gosh he looks like a guy with like a real bouncy kind of walk and um i like guys like that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> they're usually usually good lovers <laughs> you got a weird gait Bet you fuck. Got a little, little pep in your stuff. No, so you Is walk on your you, toes a lot. Because you're DTF. You know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so here we diverge, Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. I'm going to marry Matthew McFadden's ass. I'm going to marry Matthew McFadden. If Matthew McFadden came here tomorrow and said anything, he, he could say, he'd be like, my car broke down. I'd be like, yes. Let's run away together. And he'd be like, no, thank you. I'd be like, I'm already packed. I don't Let's go. know what to say to you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Blink a lot and tell me you love me. That's basically his entire role in a Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> and I fucking love you. He's so talented. So that is the mess. <laughs> that, that, that is the ass I would marry. Um, I okay. would fuck Matt Perry's ass. Because, yeah, you're right. It's that mm-hmm. dad bod. Just let him talk to me. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Just talk to me. 
Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, sorry, Matt, Matt Smith, you are in fact Britain's ass. <laughs> but I don't want it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> God save the king. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my game. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Well, that's a perfect segue to my my first fuck Mary Kill, actually. Okay. Sent to me by Cameron, your husband. Oh no. <laughs> Mr. Matthew McFadden makes an appearance on this list as well. Uh oh god, I gotta find the text from him. Oh good. Did 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 you know that he sent me a picture of him with the hashtag sexy boy <laughs> underneath it? Did you know that? Yes, because he showed me the sexy boy pics and I'm like, I've seen these before. And he's like, I'm going to send it to Liz. And I was like, you need to hashtag it. I I did not think that was him. Mm-hmm. I I was like, I I was like, who, why, why has he sent me a random, the blunder years picture from Reddit? <laughs> and then you look closer and you're like, wait. And I was like, wait, is that? Is that a young Cameron doing his best blue steel yes. up against yeah. a fence? Is this a senior pick? It is thirsty, my friend. I listen. I what the fuck? There's a a pain in his eyebrows <laughs> of a man twice his age. It's from longing for whoever is looking at the picture because he can just imbue that. Yeah. I did like I said, I, I asked, is that you in all caps question exclamation point? And he just said yes. Mm-hmm. And I showed it to Chris and I was like, this is someone we know. And he was like, No, it's not. <laughs> I've never met anyone like that. Hard pass. <laughs> no, that's that is Teen Cameron in all of his glory. Oh god. And then the hair started to go like immediately at 18, so Oh. Um. Anyway, so he sent me a text that said, and I quote, how do you feel about the Mr. Darcy hand flex in the 2005 film adaptation of Pride and Prejudice? And I said, wow, what a random question. <laughs> and then said, I felt like this with the gif of Blanche from the Golden Girls spraying herself with a, a Mr. <laughs> That's because we watched After Party and one of the episodes, because they do like each episode is its own film genre. Mm -hmm. One of the episodes was like Regency era piece and they included the hand flex and I started just dying. And Cameron was like, what is your problem? And I was like, (laughs) and then I made him watch the scene and then I made him watch the entire movie. So yeah, that's why he was just checking in to see if it was a weird thing that I was about. And then he searched it on the internet. He was like, oh, this is like a thing. I was like, yeah, yeah. it's iconic hand acting. You know how long you've been making fun of me because every once in a while I just put on Pride and Prejudice again? It's because it's good, Cameron, and also I'm wet. <laughs> you just announced on a public forum that you're wet. This was me quoting myself in the past. I'm not currently wet. <laughs> Yet. No, you might be after this list, actually. <laughs> I feel like it was hand-picked. For your tastes oh, no. by your husband. <laughs> my husband doesn't know my taste. <laughs> Just to arouse and make you angry. Oh, no. All right. So <laughs> your choices are Mr. Darcy, played by Matthew McFadden in 2005, Pride and Prejudice. Uh-huh. Then we have Christian, Christian, Ewan McGregor from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> this is the meanest question. 
<laughs> I know. You're gonna you're gonna really hate him on the third one. It's Luke Danes <gasps> as played by <gasps> Scott Patterson on Gilmore Girls. I know. Okay. Um, I have two fun Scott Patterson facts. Please do. Well, actually one's fun and one's really not. Um <laughs> Did you know he was a professional baseball player for a minute? Yes. And after Leave Gilmore Girls was over, he started a painting career. He's actually pretty well-renowned. Not like great, but well-renowned. But it's Scott Patterson. That's right. And yeah, that's why he wore the backwards blue baseball hat because the team he played for was blue. Um, it was the um, Tennessee Pigeons. I, I have no idea what team he played for. <laughs> sounded so <laughs> sure of yourself i was like mm -hmm. it's a farm uh -huh. team probably <laughs> um i probably should have researched that better but it's fine <laughs> my second thing i learned about scott patterson is that he was really upset and almost left the show gilmore girls over that one episode where luke is trying to fix lorelei's or sookie's oven i forget which and then there's a scene, which I agree it was beneath the show, where Sookie and uh, Lorelai objectify his butt while he's working on the stove. And we're about to probably objectify him a little bit. So I'm sorry, Scott Patterson. But he said it was humiliating to have to do that take after take. And he didn't feel degraded by the actors in the scene, but... The fact that the writers put that in and then everybody like made fun of him about it mm -hmm. after like it just like never ended. And he said he felt ashamed that he didn't speak up at the time. And I just wanted to give him a hug. I know it's and it's so awesome to hear him like talk about it after the fact, because that's sometimes even harder when you feel like, why didn't mm -hmm. I speak up at the time? OK, my time is done to even talk about this. But no. Poor Scott. Yeah. We're just going to talk about his talk about something. His butt when he's that, not in the room. It's a good yeah. butt. It is It is a good butt. I'm just sorry. I'm so I good. bet it looked great in baseball pants. <laughs> also, he's a whole person. He's not just a butt. <laughs> he's not. He's more than just a butt. Do you remember the Reds ball, Reds ball game that we went to? We sat in the champions box because mm -hmm. Ashley – Gave us fancy girl tickets. Oh, yeah. We were very fancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we clearly didn't because I'm about to say what we were like yelling, yelling at each other during – it was when Joey Votto was like brand new to the team. And you and I were very upset that baseball pants had gotten Looser. baggier. Why are they baggy? Yeah. I distinctly remember you distinctly remember you going, Dear baseball, bring back the tight pants. How am I supposed to augment men's posterior in these pants? <laughs> I have no memory of this moment, but I fully endorse it. <laughs> so that's just my catchphrase. <laughs> Do you remember how jazzed we were that you could have as many hot dogs as you wanted for free? <laughs> you might as well have told us that, like, if you dip your cup into this fountain, you get gold. And we're like, how many hot – all the hot dogs. All of the hot dogs. <laughs> You're telling me if I come back and say I need five hot dogs, you'll hand them to me. Yeah. What a time to be alive. No questions, right? <laughs> The cooler full of ice cream products that you could just – 
we take? We're like the weirdest country bumpkins. <laughs> I know. This real, real country goes to town. To the luxury was... box. <laughs> we were not classy enough for the luxury box at a fucking major league baseball park. <laughs> yep. This is all accurate. And yeah. Um, you can't take us anywhere. My open letter to baseball stands. <laughs> Bring back the tiny pants. I think they have tightened them up a little bit in the past years. I haven't paid attention. I was too heartbroken over the loose. I've been bit. watching. <laughs> Imagine you back up in the box with your spyglass. Like, yeah, this is some good pants fits. Your choices are. <laughs> Mr. Darcy, as played by Matthew McFadden. <laughs> Question, aka Ewan McGregor from Moulin Rouge. And Luke Danes, played by Scott Patterson on Gilmore Girls. Okay. Okay. Cameron knows how to cut me deep. Uh, but I I I have my answer. I'm I'm ready. Okay. Let's hear it. I am going to marry Matthew McFadden as Mr. Darcy. It's just yeah everything 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 about him in that movie is just like that's okay nope i'm not gonna go on my rant about the difference between him and colin firth and the way they play it and the way that matthew mcfadden plays it is that he kind of gives us like little like "Hmm, i'm not so bad in like every facial expression he does how does he do that what kind of magic is that matthew mcfadden is magic (laughs) colin firth just looks like he's constipated through seven episodes of a mini series (laughs) very put out by the amount of shit in his ass i'm sorry <laughs> so um marrying matthew mcfadden <laughs> just come around to it i have a lot of feelings about pride and prejudice that should just be clear by now um i am going to fuck luke danes or scott patterson either one just he's a solid dude and I feel like he would get frustrated with me and then I'd start laughing and then he'd be more frustrated and then we'd just make out. <laughs> Seems fine to me. Um, I'm going to kill Christian. He's too <laughs> idealistic and has too many feelings. I can't deal with all that. <laughs> Hard pass. I think I'm going to have to have the same answers because like, <laughs> I initially I was like, I'd like to marry and fuck Christian. <laughs> But then I thought about that more and what that would look like if he and I were married. And it's not good. Like Satine is a lucky lady for dying. Yeah. We'd just be drunk and in bed all the time and like <laughs> crying and writing poetry, like bad poetry. Oh, bad poetry. And horrible poetry. And dying of cirrhosis. Or <laughs> <laughs> so we're never going to make it to the old folks nudist home. It would be a true bohemian nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to go for my own good. You're protecting yourself by murdering Christian. I'm protecting both of us, honestly. <laughs> I know he wouldn't want to live in a world without me if he was in love with me, so... Luke Danes looks like he could just easily lift me up and fuck me on the diner counter while the whole town of Stars Hollow watches. And that would be pretty cool with me 
And then he'd make me coffee from what I hear his coffee's really good. I think he would be a fantastic friends with benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Pastries oh. on the house. Oh my or apparently he's a fantastic cook. Just like yeah. 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 I love diner breakfasts. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Lumberjack. Make me some pancakes. <laughs> tall stack. Thank you. I'll take your tall stack later. <laughs> you. I meant your dick. <laughs> yeah, and then I gotta I gotta marry Mr. Darcy. Thank you. And I've spent uh -huh. at least 15 minutes talking about Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> you know what's really funny? One of my first FMKs that I haven't used yet is the three versions of Pride and Prejudice <gasps> because I know your um, unending love for okay, it. Okay, I have read the book Pride and Prejudice. I've read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I have read it. It's not a, it's, it's a good book. Like every time someone adapts it, they find something different to do with it. And it's so interesting and it's fun. And Matthew McFadden's so fucking hot. And it's like, no, not my favorite book. Favorite book is Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre hit me hard. However, I have not seen an adaptation <laughs> of Jane Eyre that wasn't a dumpster fire. <laughs> No, Mr. Rochester can't be played by someone hot. Get out of here, Fassbender. God damn it. <laughs> God. But yeah, sorry. This <laughs> Hi, welcome to Katie has a lot of feelings about very certain media. <laughs> about British literature. <laughs> but only female written. Suck it, yes. Charles. You can, just to be clear. Suck my dickens. I was not prepared. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. It's buried and I can't remember what year. The I think it was like 1941. We'll just say 1941. And if I'm wrong, Ben will correct Perfect. us. Ben, start up your yeah. Google machine because I don't know Pride Prejudice uh, adaptations are your font of knowledge. Your options are Pride and Prejudice 1941. <laughs> The BBC Pride and Prejudice miniseries. 1995, yeah. <laughs> 1995, starring Sir Colin Firth. I don't know if he's a knight, but I like doing that. <laughs> he's at least <laughs> British. It's close to William He's Bulby. at least British. <laughs> so he's got more of a chance than Sir William Joel. <laughs> and then we have 2005 Pride and Prejudice. Which we have already spoken of at length. If you're still listening, congratulations. Oh, Sarah, I feel like this episode is just for you. Sarah, at me. I have a lot more to say. Yeah. I'm keeping oh, the inside. I think you and Sarah could fill an, fill an entire day talking about Pride and Prejudice. Okay. She and Hannah have lots and lots of feelings as well. And Hannah has made like Georgian style dresses to cosplay. Ooh, she, I, mine is all an internal yeah. uh, fuck palace. The last not. Galentine's, the last Galentine's Day we had, we we day drank and watched the uh, BBC Pride and Prejudice. You mean uh, Sir Stopped Up Darcy? Yeah. <laughs> He's delightfully frumpy. He's, uh, uh, He's Colin uh, Firth in it. Firth in it uh, the only way he knows how to. It's true. 
true. <laughs> he does really have one. Like he's gotten better at honing it and shaving off the the rough edges. But like one, uh, the movie that I love him in is uh, uh, Single Man, which is mm. oh my yes. god, that movie is so good. The way it just plays with an emotional wreckage. color saturation alone is yes. amazing. But he also is that Tom Ford. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Um, but I think it is Tom Ford. I think it was his first movie. Probably. That sounds right. But um, no, he in in like a single man, he uses his one <laughs> one look, his stoicism, <laughs> more effectively. Um, yeah. <laughs> God, he's so good, and that movie is so good. I need to rewatch that mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Tom Ford. You are absolutely correct. Thanks. Okay, so um, I am going to murder Colin Firth. Okay. The right. miniseries is fine. It's it's fine. It uh, Cameron walked by as I was watching it, and he just went, wow, this kind of looks like a Star Trek episode. And I was like, yeah, it's about the same budget. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, I'd, I'd get down with the 1940s version. I, I'd, I'd mumbo. It's fine. Yeah, and I'm marrying Matthew McFadden. Well, yeah, we <laughs> there's not a lot of suspense in this one. So, anyway. yeah, there's not a lot of suspense in that. No. Um. <laughs> I don't have very strong feelings for the 1940s version, so I'm gonna have to kill it. Um. I think BBC Darcy is a secret freak, so I'm going to fuck him. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, maybe he can just like dance around in his wet lake clothes for a little that, bit. Okay. Mm. That scene. <laughs> As he's like moving towards. I, guess I, we have, I knew you'd have a lot of shit. <laughs> A lot of feelings. <laughs> we have tapped into all of my That's feelings. That's why I said it. That's why I said and it. As Colin Firth moves towards the lake, I'm like, yeah, take it off. Show me the chest. Let's see some dick. Let's go. This is BBC. Jumps in fully clothed. He took off his cravat. In all white, Katie. Not. It's a wet t shirt contest. Enough. <laughs> God, I just I'm not, I, <laughs> what a clit tease. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That scene gave uh teenage Liz some stirrings, but so could a stiff breeze. So <laughs> teenage Katie threw down the VHS box and went, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I'm uh, marrying 2005. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry yeah. to the listener. Yep. <laughs> this has turned into me having all the feelings about Pride and Prejudice. This is now a Pride and Prejudice podcast, apparently. <laughs> and I feel woefully unprepared. I, I, I have feelings about it, but they're not like yours. <laughs> I just except for the hand flex I have very strong feelings about the hand flex oh my god the hand flex is good but there's also this moment when Matthew McFadden like 
stutters or stumbles over he's like i love i love i love you and it's just like oh <laughs> that's the best the hand flex is great that's mm -hmm. foreplay mm -hmm. yes the the georgian restraint mm -hmm. and the letting down the, the crumbling walls of uh, prejudices <laughs> and prides i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry okay um <laughs> we're gonna have to like insert a time cut if you don't want to hear about pride and prejudice for the next 25 Katie's minutes skip ahead very passionately yell at you about pride and prejudice <laughs> if you don't want two women yelling You're at you going about to pride and prejudice. fucking love it you stupid cunt <laughs> <laughs> gather round grab a friend it's once again that time bet you want to know how the story ends you should really go change that light bulb but anyway it's ADD story time welcome to this edition of ADD story time this story is about my grandpa my grandpa, William, known as Willie, but Grandpa Willie. <laughs> Everything's normal here. I'm just <laughs> nodding. So my grandpa was a um, very precocious youth and liked to do a lot of crazy shit, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of uh, tomfoolery, that sort of thing, a lot of pranks, a lot of um, – he liked to have uh, union meetings, as he called them, with his – friends when he was a young married man and he would invite like all his friends over for cheese and uh, summer sausage mm -hmm. cheese and summer sausage and a good beer and some cards or dominoes you know we were my mom and i were talking about my grandpa and my grandma when we were visiting and my mom kind of helped to reframe this story that i had about my grandpa in a more positive light because it is about his last trip to see us as a family in Wisconsin. And for a long time, I was like, oh, poor grandpa. He was so like senile at that point. He must have been like really scared when this happened. But my mom was like, no, I think this was one of the best nights of his life. So here we go. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to say the year is... 2001. I believe I was a freshman in high school and my brother Will was a senior and my grandma and grandpa came from Wisconsin to visit us around Christmas time and my dad got us tickets to go see the Nutcracker and he and my mom and my grandma and I went to go see the Nutcracker. Grandpa stayed home with my brother Will and it was you know Christmas vacation time, kids were off school and my grandpa was on um, Parkinson's meds. He had had Parkinson's since he was uh, in his 50s and he was in his late 70s at this point, probably early eight, late 70s. Yeah. And he was on some antipsychotics that you, you get to take when you get older sometimes. But he wasn't supposed to drink on these meds. I think you know where the story is going. He told my brother, this is from my brother's uh, recollection story, yeah. point of recollection. He told my brother that he would really like to have a union meeting and that he should call up his buddies and have them over to play cards and 
we'd have to go to and they would have to go to Kroger to get beer and cheese and summer sausage yes and cheese and summer sausage like you do at a, a good union meeting and <laughs> I wasn't there for that evening so I didn't know how it went down I just know that grandpa got super drunk I saw the aftermath of it grandpa got super drunk and grandpa was a sweetheart like so nice so funny everybody loved him but Will got my grandpa drunk, and this is how I interpret this story. Yep, <laughs> interpreted it. Will took advantage of an old man <laughs> in a time of weakness <laughs> to get him to buy him and his buddies beer. They got him wasted, and he proceeded to um, start hallucinating and thought he was talking to his therapist, and he needed to get his. Uh, ID out of his wallet for his therapist because his therapist needed to test his pee because his pee was purple and that meant that there was something wrong with his medication and he was having trouble getting his ID out of his wallet because of the Parkinson's and the drunkenness. So he cut his wallet into pieces with scissors and then he quote unquote ran away, which was just him running around in the woods behind my parents' house. This was like a lightly wooded area. It was just a backyard. It wasn't he was never in any real danger. Say, that's the but best he was form of running away that I've heard from an person yeah. that's <laughs> drunk. Yeah. He was just running around in a backyard basically and my grandma by this point we were all home from the ballet and uh, my grandma was like we should, we should go we should go get him we should go get him and my dad was like no let's just like watch him like he's, he was he was not far. coming down not coming down without a fight either <laughs> um <laughs> and my mom went out there and keep in mind my grandpa very sweet very kind loved my mom very much never said harsh words to her or anything but he was out there yelling at her calling her a cocksucker <laughs> And my mom still laughs about that <laughs> to this day. Yeah. Oh, he was like running around going, yeah, try and catch me, you cocksucker. Oh, Elizabeth, you have just listed my life goals, which is to live long <laughs> enough to get really, really sloppy drunk at my grown children's house and then yell at them. To go ahead and try to catch me, cocksucker. That's that's life goals for me. My mom just started laughing mm -hmm. at him because he was yelling that. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Kick a man when he's down. Kick a man when he's down. And, <laughs> which just caused her to yep. laugh even harder at him. It all resolved and everything was fine. No one was injured. But yeah, that that night in my mind was like, yeah, the night that Will totally took advantage and my mom and cuz my mom and I were talking about it again and she's like, honestly, Will told me like when they were at Kroger that grandpa was pushing the cart around completely sober and was going yeah, yeah, boys, get some <laughs> sausage, get that cheese, get that. What else you want to drink? You want some lining kugels? You want some blah, blah, blah? Put it in the cart. I'm paying. Like, just like a kid in a fucking candy store. getting to have a union. 
union meeting. Yes, he was getting to have his like last fucking hurrah oh, union I, meeting. Uh, can we all have our last union meeting like your grandpa did? Because that's beautiful. Right? right? Life goals. Like, <laughs> like he hadn't thrown down in like 40 years at this point like he had not cut oh, loose God. and he just wanted to play some fucking dominoes with the boys I just want to have my union <laughs> I just want to get some teens drunk <laughs> eat some cheese and sausage call my crone daughter a cocksucker call my daughter a cocksucker <laughs> make a couple memories <laughs> uh, Willie wherever you are Thank you for this inspiration. <laughs> you were made a star stuff friend. And I take it in because I life goals. Life goals. <laughs> Fucking love it. <laughs> Only my version is gonna be like, hey, yeah, get get some wine. All the wine, all the wine. <gasps> hey, do you want some pulled pork? Sometimes that's what we have. You wanna sit down in front of a mic and do some podcasting where we say nasty things to each other? <laughs> Oh my god. Cocksucker. <laughs> Granny's last podcast. We carried on the tradition of the union meeting and having a totally unwieldy person push the cart at a grocery store when we went to the Mars Cheese Castle in Kenosha, Wisconsin. They had little mm -hmm. kid carts. So we gave one to Chili and put a four pack of beer in there and some summer sausage and some cheese curds. Oh and she was just like, ah! Like having a Fucking blast! Yeah, so much power. So, our last post the evening that I wanted to talk to you about is once again from Maggie. Thanks, Maggie. This is a post is very cute because I don't want rage today. My daughter, when she was younger, got invited to a birthday party for one of the kids at her daycare. I didn't know the kids or her parents. Maybe they were new, but everyone at daycare was cool, and my daughter would never turn down a party. So we went. It was at McDonald's, which was odd because most of the parents at the daycare threw a quote unquote, rent out a children's museum party. Uh, we're not rich, Whoa. but the daycare was in a well-off <laughs> town. You don't say. <laughs> we walked in and saw the birthday girl and her brother sitting at a table with some people who were probably uncles, no other kids. And the birthday girl popped up in delight when she saw my daughter. Luckily, my daughter is like a social director on a cruise ship. So she only needs a couple of sticks and a few crayons and two other people to make a party with shockingly high production value and a robust storyline. No idea idea where she got this from my personality is terrible <laughs> this is also how i feel about ada that one line is 100 how i feel about ada <laughs> so the birthday girl her brother and my kid played for two hours straight at full volume her dad was so thrilled that he kept offering to buy me food at one point i might have caught a glimpse of her mother having a brief happy cry in the hallway and if I did, I pretended I didn't. Sometimes one friend is more than enough to make a day special. <sighs> Maggie. I bring you joy. And I'm having we a happy express cry. it in the only way we know, which is when you get overwhelmed with emotions, you cry. They have to come out your eyeballs. <laughs> I can't shit out these emotions. <laughs> so, it's either vomit or cry. <laughs> That's really special. <laughs> 
this didn't remind me of this is all secondhand through Cameron so this is not my story it's Cameron's story but Ada had a friend invite her to a party and it was at a Chuck E. Cheese which isn't super close to her house but it's like yeah sure it's a party why not go and so we text her mom mm-hmm. he's like oh is it okay if Isaac comes too and the mom was like yeah not a problem when they got there it was apparently the birthday girl and like a couple of her cousins but no one else came from daycare but like apparently Ada like pulled the girl away and was just like let's go play that's all we're gonna do and so Cameron hung out with Isaac (laughs) and Ada and the girl played and it's just like yeah birthdays don't have to be big you don't have to have a big friend group sometimes it's just one person I felt that way at at Tilly's two-year-old birthday party. It was so great with Chelsea's husband, Steve, directing the kids up and down our hallway so that nobody crashed, but just like three three kids under four just charging up and down, charging up and down the hallway, Tilly and her best friend Hudson, and you're... (laughs) You're, you're Ada. I'm the sit and spin just going to fucking town. And I was like, I had been feeling bad, like some mom guilt. I was like, I didn't do enough for her party, blah, 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 blah. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I you know, understand you know, the guilt. But like, but like, it was so fucking special to have you and Chelsea there and your kids. and My children yeah. are a uh, whirlwind. A blessing. A whirlwind They're amazing. Of activity. They're amazing. <laughs> You bringing up the Discord reminded me that Brianna, Brianna. Uh, gave me a good idea tonight in the Discord. So I asked, I asked for game ideas if anyone had any FMKs. She suggested the Supreme Court, but the bad ones. So I'm going to call this the baddies of the Supreme Court. <laughs> we had bad wizards. Now we have bad judges. Let's go. Clarence, quote, small personal gifts, no personal space, Thomas. Brett, quote, no rape on this calendar, Kavanaugh. I like beer. <laughs> and Amy Coney, quote, blessed be the fruit Barrett. Um, I really want to give Chris credit for the uh, Brett, no rape on this calendar, that Kavanaugh nickname. Yeah, I think I had completely blacked <laughs> out the portion of his <laughs> nomination where he did pull out a calendar he did, as he, an alibi. Oh, his dad's calendar. And his dad's calendar as an alibi. Because my dad kept mm. a calendar and on it, this one didn't say anything about boofing or raping. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, how your dad's typically right <sighs> journal style incriminating about all of things your in their personal calendar. <sighs> okay can i go first yes go 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 ahead i am i'm gonna have to marry clarence thomas because he is the oldest and closest to death so at least it would be a brief marriage <laughs> i'm killing brett kavanaugh mm-hmm. and i'm fucking amy coney barrett because i i think if she had an orgasm it would kill her <laughs> Okay, okay. Okay. It it would break her brain and she would die. I respect this. I respect it a lot. I would marry Amy Comey Barrett because I think the shame of being in a lesbian marriage would kill her. (gasps) Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, oh, uh, okay. 
especially to a loud mouth like yourself. Oh, I am very opinionated. A loud mouth feminist. Ooh, it's a problem. Yeah. I'm gonna kill Clarence Thomas. <gasps> oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh. I'm going to have sex with. And I'm going to get my strap on. Yes, I was hoping it was going you, this you're direction. You're very welcome. And I am just going to yell boof at every single thrust. So <laughs> I'm coming for you, Brett. No lube. Swiggity swooty. Nice. I'm coming. Nice. For that anus. <laughs> nice. Dry boofing. Dry boofing. <laughs> <laughs> However, I am not or an inconsiderate lover. I will give him beer before I fuck him. <laughs> to relax. Loosen up a little bit, Bretty. We've destroyed <sighs> the Supreme Court as best we could. Thank you, Brianna. Hey, do you like what you listen to? Do you hate what you listen to? Either way, I don't care. <laughs> Would you subscribe to what you just listened to on whatever podcast platform you're on? Would you rate us? Only if you like us. Five stars. Would you write us a review? Head on over to Apple Podcasts to do either the reviewing or the writing. <laughs> if you want to join our Discord, send us an email at witlizpod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram because I'm someone who understands how the internet works. At witlizpod. There you can find our promo videos. <laughs> We're, we'll try to get back into doing the promo videos. We'll see. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe it'll just be a picture of high school Cameron with the hashtag heck sexy boy underneath. Once it. we get approval, absolutely. God, I hope he says yes. <laughs> if not, I'm gonna do a watercolor rendition of he it. You can't stop your art. <laughs> you can't stop my art. Uh, if you have something <laughs> you've seen on the internet that you want us to talk about, once again, just hit us up on the email with Liz Pod. Send us a DM on Instagram with Liz Pod. Thank you so much for joining us, listener. We would talk for literally ever and continue to expose dark secrets that each has. <laughs> it's wild out there. But remember, it's always better with Liz. We'll be back to chat next week with Liz. Liz.